Glory to you, Lord Christ. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Then the Jews began to complain about him because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. They were saying, Is this not Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How can he now say, I have come down from heaven? Jesus answered them, Do not complain among yourselves. No one can come to me unless drawn by the Father who sent me, and I will raise that person up on the last day. It is written in the prophets, and they shall all be taught by God. Everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me. Not that anyone has seen the Father except the one who is from God. He has seen the Father. Very truly I tell you, whoever believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness, and they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven, so that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats of this bread will live forever, and the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Let the words of my lips and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Absalom, my son, O Absalom, my son, I would have died for you. Those words we hear in the Old Testament embody love, the full extent of self-sacrificing love that we hear in the king's voice. It is the reminder of, of how important and necessary and, un, um, and transforming love can be. I am... Um, I was thinking back to seminary, and the beautiful thing about being in seminary is you, you uh, and, and what I kind of miss is you have the opportunity to worship in a community three times a day. Uh, morning prayer and evening prayer and Eucharist was our practice at Virginia Seminary. And so it shapes you. And I was thinking back to how important it is. And um, yesterday, our, our faithful deacon led a few of us on a pilgrimage to one of the saints that I remember learning about in seminary, because you, if you're doing Eucharist every day, you, you, you're exposed to those lesser saints in the Episcopal Church. Um, and, and the feast day on August 14th is for Jonathan Myrick Daniels. And so we went yesterday to, to, to Hainesville, Alabama. Hainesville, I mispronounced it earlier. I'm learning, learning Alabama. Um, where for the 22nd consecutive year, 
people from all over have traced the steps of Jonathan Daniels. And his story is he was, he was from New Hampshire and um, left graduate school at Harvard after a year looking for something that was more suiting to how he was understanding God and himself. And he joined Episcopal Divinity School in Cambridge. And, and that practice of worship every day began to shape him. It began to shape how he saw the world. And he, he was hearing the song of Mary, the Magnificat, one day. And, and the, the power of Mary saying that God will raise up the lowest and overturn the way that we understand the structure today. And he heard in 1965 in March, Martin Luther King say, I, I want you teachers and students and pastors to go to Alabama and register people to vote. And so he found himself leaving seminary at 26 years old and going to Hainville to register people to vote. And he built relationships with families. And on August 14th, was locked in prison for some civil disobedience. And on the 20th, uh, he, he was let out of prison and he, and he was with another priest and a few of the children um, that he had grown to love, Ruby Sales, who was 17 years old, and they went into a convenience store to buy some soda on a hot day, and a man threatened them with a shotgun and told them to leave, and Jonathan stepped in front of Ruby and was killed. And for 22 years, the Episcopal Church has been making this pilgrimage to follow in the steps of Daniel's, to walk from the, from the courthouse to the jail where he was imprisoned, um, to the site where he was killed and martyred, back to the courthouse where the judge, after one hour, acquitted his killer, and to break bread at that bench and to see it as this image and, and beautiful way of love breaking through the injustices in the world. And especially, I think, you know, going down there, reflecting on why we go. I know that there's a lot of people that wanted to make a journey on a day that is the same day that, that white supremacists were making a journey in, on, in our nation's capital to do something that is counter to that. For me, I think, going, having heard, I wanted to go, I, I'm captivated by Daniel's, by his faith in our Lord Jesus that would call him to do that. Now, I want to know, I want to know more about him. I want to be swept up. How can someone love our God so much, their life embodies that sense of love, that they would be willing to sacrifice themselves? I find that image and the story of his faith in our Savior so powerful that I wanted to go down there and see this in action. So in preparing for our readings today, I was reminded of this horrible commercial from about six years ago where there are these people, it was a Nutrigrain commercial, and there's these people that are on the subway and they're eating their breakfast and there's someone that's eating cinnamon rolls and there's a guy that's eating a big chocolate donut and there's a few people that are drinking like 44 ounces of, uh, of Coke or whatever, what you're not supposed to be having for breakfast. And as they get off of the train, one person's walking away and part of her body is cinnamon rolls. And the guy tries to go through the exit, but he can't because his waist is a jelly donut. 
it's, it's, a shame, it's, it's kind of a shaming commercial I don't, I don't agree with. But the, then there's the guy that's eating the Nutri-Grain Nutri bar, and he walks right through the exit smiling, and he looks really fit, and the commercial is, you are what you eat. But that is what, I love that image for what it means for the reason that we are gathered here. So I, I've been thinking about the juxtaposition of today. Today is, is rally day. It is the day that you go forth and you sign up for all the things that you, you're interested in, whether it's Sunday school or serving with stewardship or teaching or all the outreach programs. But all, that is not why we are gathered here as Episcopalians. Our faith, our tradition teaches us that we are shaped by common worship. We are shaped by common worship. And in John's Gospel that we hear today, in John's Gospel, there is not a Last Supper where they're sitting around and sharing bread and wine. It is in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, but it is not in John's Gospel. There's a foot washing. There's an act of compassion and hospitality. There's the miracle of the water turning into wine at the very beginning of John's Gospel. And then there is this passage about I am the bread of life. The whole, all of John's gospel in its entirety is this Eucharistic theology. And every Sunday we gather and we take bread and we hold it in our hands. We lift a chalice to our lips. That is why we gather, and over time, that shapes us. That shapes us, it reduces us, in God's hope, it reduces us to those core values of love. It is that meal and that common worship that shaped Jonathan Daniels. It is that meal and the common worship that has shaped the chorus of saints that we celebrate in all of history that has shaped those people to live their lives in a remarkable way in contrast to the demands of the world. Hey, I want y'all to go out there and sign up for everything that, that you're interested in and to live in the fullness of life at St. Stephen's and in the breadth of Christianity. But I also get to tell you that just showing up here will change your life. It will shape you. The prayers that we say Sunday after Sunday will begin to conform your life. It has been. It's why you're gathered here. And it's the hope that it reduces you to be able to love faithfully and unconditionally. And I'm going to own what Nutrigrain said, and I hope that we are what we eat. The body and blood of Christ. God's redeeming work of love. And if all you can do on a Sunday is muster up the strength to show up, my hope is that's enough. And so may we be transformed in the way that we gather here today to live our lives modeling and showing that love of God. Amen.